Hey guys, good morning. Uh, we are going to continue on this morning with uh, Philippians 1, verses uh, 7 through 11. Um, but before we go there, I just want to offer you a, um, a short encouragement um, that you would consider as we walk through this letter together and as we, um, you know, take it in small chunks, that you would consider reading through the entire book, um, maybe at least once a week, or, I mean, if you're really ambitious, you could do it once a day. But if you do this three or four times in the course of the month, I mean, it would, it, it's, a, it's a good thing. If you did it every day, it'd be, it'd be great. But, you know, if you've never done it in one sitting, um, then man, it's, it, it's, it's a, what a powerful gain that would be in your walk to just do it the first time. And let me tell you why I think it matters. Uh, imagine that somebody that you love deeply wrote you a letter and it was, um, an important letter that expressed to you how the, the, the writer feels about you. Uh, also gave you some very clear and specific instructions that you need to follow and maybe some things you need to know about yourself or about um, you know, the people that you're living with or working with or whatever. Just just a valuable letter through and through. And then imagine that letter arrived in my hands and I said, hey, I've got a letter for you uh, from the Apostle Paul, and uh, would you like me to read it to you? And you're like, oh, yeah, absolutely, please. I can't wait to hear what he has to say. And I say, great. Let me read you two sentences. And then tomorrow I'll read you another two sentences. And then the next day, I mean, you'd go nuts. You'd be like, just read the whole letter to me. And so if you want to understand the context and have a better feel for the emotion and the just the, the, the pace and the ups and downs of the letter, then just sit down and read it through. Don't worry so much about chapter headings and verses. Uh, if you can find a version where it just removes all of that and just reads like a letter, just try reading it that way. And you'll find that, that, that there's so much beauty and so much depth of meaning when you, when you read these letters this way. But for now, I'm going to be a roadblock or an obstacle to you doing that by just reading you a few verses. So here's, and I'm just going to really make a quick point or two today, so we'll be fine. Uh, just Philippians 1, 7 to 11, and I'm reading out of the New King James this morning. Um, just as it is right for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my chains and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you are all partakers with me of grace. For God is my witness, how greatly I long for you with the affection, with, for you all with the affection of Jesus Christ. In this I pray that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment, that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, righteousness which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. So Paul is you know, writing here, uh, to say it's, it's, I have love and joy when I think of you because it would be right for me to do so because of how you've partnered with me. Your partnership is so beautiful and intense that, um, whatever comes my way comes your way. So even as I'm suffering in the, uh, 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 in the, 
I'm in prison or, you know, under house arrest, whatever, or because of my, um, you know, proclamation of the gospel and my unwillingness to back down for what I believe about Jesus, it's causing me to suffer. But God is giving me greater and greater grace to not just withstand my trials, but to flourish within them. And he says, whatever grace is coming to me, to me, that same grace is being deposited into your account. This is a tremendous blessing of what it means for us to partner with those who are in ministry and to be, you know, to be alongside. Um, you know, uh, there's an old story of, uh, about, you know, holding the rope for those who go down the rope into the mine. It's a, it's a story for a different time, but I'll tell you this, we either go down the rope or we hold the rope. Uh, we are partnering one way or another in, in this. And Paul says, when we partner, we, we, we partake of the same grace. It's beautiful. His prayer, though, for the Philippians is that the love they have would actually grow and as God would add more and more uh, love to them that would be a, a deep love, a love that is based in knowledge and discernment and not just some sort of like, you know, mamby-pamby, pie-in-the-sky love, but real meaty love. Uh, and he says that as you get that love... Um, I pray that he would give you love that kind of, you know, this is Jeff's translation, kind of uh, sifts out all of, the, all of the impurities and just leaves you with the most excellent form of love. And that, that the effect of that is it would produce within you sincerity, this internal righteousness that would allow you to be legitimately sincere about the things that you do and the ways that you feel and the words that you say to people. And also that you'd be without offense. I mean, I, I, I got to tell you, I, my, my view of, of Christianity is that there are way too many Christians walking around in offense. I, I think that the only thing that offends me, right, really offends me anymore are offended Christians. We have no right to be offended. We have been let off the hook for all of this crud in our lives that should separate us from God. He's not offended when we bend our knee and ask for forgiveness, he, he says, yes, I receive you. But yet we walk around in offense towards people because they didn't do things like we wanted or because, um, you know, they said a cross word or because we had a disagreement or because I don't, you know, like the color of their whatever. You know, it's, well, I shouldn't say whatever, you know, color of their outfit or, or something like that. I mean, I, it, to me, the, the stuff that I deal with on a day-to-day basis that is, that is born in either a lack of sincerity or, or, or walking around in offense, it just blows me away. And Paul is saying that if we would see the love of God abound, grow within us with knowledge and discernment, and that we're able to approve, sift out the things that are impure and only have the excellent stuff remain, the net effect is that we will grow in this internal righteousness or sincerity and this external righteousness. In other words, we'll, we'll walk around without bitterness or offense towards our brothers and sisters. And um, man, that's a blessing, right? That's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's worth contemplating and praying about for a month right there. Lord, would you let your love abound in me more and more in knowledge and discernment that I might be able to approve the things that are excellent, that I might be sincere and without offense and that I might remain sincere and without offense until you return. Man, give me that, Lord. And so, Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you would pour out your spirit on all who listen, my brothers and sisters, those who lack sincerity and who are walking in offense because um, your love is not abounding more and more within them. I pray, Lord, just as Paul prayed for the Philippians, that you would pour your your heart out 
that um, that my brothers and sisters would be partakers of the same grace that I, I feel you pouring on my life and that your love would abound more and more in knowledge and discernment on all of us that we might be sincere and without offense until you return. In Jesus' name, amen and Maranatha.